It's Fat Camp with Joe Batanz and Lori Roggenkamp. Today's episode is episode 5 titled, well, Little Progress? My name is Joe Batanz. Oh, there's a whole thing we do with Fat Camp, Matt, right? What did the end? Anyway, uh, oh, you know what? Let's do this again. Fuck this. Here we go. Even though it's, I'm going to keep it recording the other one. Here we go. Let's do it again. Can I just go into, the, into today's guest? We didn't do the today's guest. All right, here we go. Uh-huh. Camp with Joe Batanz and Lori Roggenkamp. Today is episode 5 titled, I Guess We Have Progress? With special guest, Jane Leaves. Andy Cohen's baby. Rod Rosenstein. Gavin Newsom. Pamela Harris, who's always confused with presidential nominee Kamala Harris. Always. Kenny G surrounded by a circle of individual roses. <laughs> Rain. Known comedian and current judge of a comedy competition, Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> a payday bar. Ryan Reynolds Gary Coleman Pete Wentz The Ugly Blonde Singer from Sum 41 The Rest of Fallout Boy The guy, the Latino guy from uh, that 70s show who didn't play a Latino Pilot Inspector. And John Hamm. All on today's episode of Fat Camp. Oh, Lori, welcome to another episode of Fat Camp. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, it's been a whole a, a whole week, and, 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 and you and I have a, so much to, much to catch up on, especially in terms of our weight. But one of the things I want to tell you, what's so funny, is... I, you know, I was running a little bit late today. I was driving home, and I called you, and almost every topic of conversation you and I had, I was like, oh, stop, 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 stop. We got to talk about this in the yeah. show. Like, one Which, of them was – go ahead. I feel like it's now your way of getting me to shut up because I feel like I go off on tangents, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's save it for the show. <laughs> Just like, well, okay. no, no, I really did – I was telling Lori that she – go ahead. For, it started with Lori saying that she doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. Now she just listens to the audio of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. So Murder, She Wrote is – I never actually watched the show when I was a kid. I always heard about it. but And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can watch an episode. And I couldn't find it online except for YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I started watching on YouTube. And the, the way that they do it, because the way they get rid of the licensing fees, mm-hmm. is sometimes they'll like black out the screen so you can't really see any of the, a- the actors anyways. Mm-hmm. So I just ended up listening to it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So now I've just been binge watching or binge listening to Murder, She Wrote episodes on YouTube. But does it work? It. Before we get into the other stuff, does it work as a radio drama? 
It does. It actually does pretty well. I mean, there's certain times where, you know, when they reveal something, but then what they'll end up doing is they'll just say it like almost right after. So they'll be like, I'm pointing, I'm looking right at the murderer. And they'll be like, duh, duh, duh. And then it's like, and then the, you know, somebody be like, you're looking at Dr. Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it does work as a radio play. Uh Uh-huh. But it just cracks me up because it's so kitschy. It's also so like folksy and just like it's I mean, if you boil it down, it's about a woman solving a murder every week. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's so I mean, that's just so trivial, you know, like it's always just she's she's so Angela Lansbury's character travels so much and she's so well i mean she's probably one of the most prolific and famous writers of our generation (laughs) jb fletcher um there a recent episode i was just listening to she breaks her arm and Mm -hmm. the local newspaper writes about it (laughs) that's how famous (laughs) she is well one of the the, the, so so lori started talking about this and i said you know well, I, the, one of the very last bits i was working on before i quit stand-up was uh, this bit about how like, I would never, the, the actual bit was like, I would never, ever, move, what's the name of the town she lives in, this Loy Rock? This, uh, Cabot Cove. I would never move to this Cabot Cove. Every single fucking person that moves there dies. Like, yeah. I mean, like you have the, 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 your, the chance of you being murdered in Cabot Cove must be like 85%. You know, because yeah. everyone's murdered in this Cabot Cove. And then this, I think that I was saying that, I think this, uh, Jessica Fletcher, Angela Lansbury, I think she's the murderer. Cause how wouldn't you have as a cop be like, wow, it's so weird. Every every yeah. dead body, this writer who lives here, a murder writer, is at the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah. She'll travel like to out. She'll travel out of state. Like she's mm-hmm. been to New Orleans a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Every single time she goes to New Orleans, somebody dies, <laughs> and so the police there are like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we have to keep meeting under these circumstances." And it's like, you know, I would be like, "Why is it every single time you show up, somebody dies?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I would um, say. I'd be, I'd be very suspicious. And then you started talking about, uh, well, go ahead. I don't want to step on it. Well, I think she's a sociopath because, um, she, first off, I've seen two dead bodies. I was telling you, I've seen two dead bodies in my entire life mm-hmm. and still haunts me. They were mm-hmm. open casket funerals and I still am like, I, I still picture them sometimes. Yeah. This woman, Angela Lansbury's character, Everywhere she goes, every single time she's, she's, she goes somewhere, anytime she turns around, somebody's dying. Mm-hmm. Somebody's being murdered. Mm-hmm. And she's witnessing it and, and then having to find out who the murderer is. Yeah. And it's like, but she, that's so trivial. She just acts like, oh, it's, you know, it's just another thing. And what's crazy is like, sometimes it'll be like really good friends of hers that die. And oh, then really? like, the end of the episode, she's like baking a pie and she's like, Oh, well, you know, all in the day's work. <laughs> Your friend just died. Yeah, um, she's, she's not caring. So anyway, no, she, Lori and I were talking about this and I was saying save it for the show. Um, but yeah, I just love, I love, uh, that. And I also love my one thing was <laughs> I keep getting laughing at is like, as cause it, it, if you, I don't know if you guys know, it was on for 12 seasons. Which is insane. Mm -hmm. But she becomes known as like a woman who solves crimes Mm -hmm. and is a crime writer, right? Mm -hmm. So like when people see her, they're like, oh, you're the well-known crime. Everybody knows who she is. Mm -hmm. She's the well-known crime writer and she also solves crimes. 
So if you were planning, uh, let's say we were going to a dinner party Mm -hmm. and I was planning this elaborate murder to kill you at the dinner party (laughs) Uh and Angela Lansbury shows up, it's just like, wait till the fucking dinner's over with. Like, just let her leave or kill her first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I think it's so cocky that all of these people see her, know that she's apparently like this, you know, super sleuth. And then, and then they still go, yeah, but I, I feel like I got, I got this in the bag. But what is the premise? I've never actually, I've never actually even seen one episode of the show. Oh but is, God, you gotta the, watch it. Is the premise that she is such a good mystery writer, she can also solve crimes? Uh, well, yes and no. So the premise is, is that she is, she's so good at picking up details that people normally miss. Oh, I see. So she's really good at like paying attention to things. Like she'll be like, you know, when I, I saw you picking up this wine, you pouring a wine glass, pouring this wine with two hands, but then the other day you were pouring it with one hand. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you were stabbed in the hand or, you know, something? So she's always good at picking up what people say. A lot of times how people get caught. And that's another thing is that first off, it'll be like, like, let's say I murdered somebody and you're confronting me about it. And you're like, well, you, but you see, you said that they were stabbed in the back, but we didn't release that to the police. Uh So how would the only way somebody would know is if they stabbed that person in the back. Mm -hmm. Then, then as soon as that happens, they're like, yeah, I did it. Mm -hmm. I killed them. I did it. I, I was the one I planned it all. I did that. I did all of it. Whereas for me, I would be like, I would still lie. I'd be like, uh-uh. Like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> keep going with the lie. But yeah, usually it's it's their words. She's always like, at the very end, she's like, it's something you said that really made me wonder. So it's always like words that, you know. Now, you know what's so funny? is I've, I've, I've watched a few of these <laughs> old Perry Mason episodes. Okay? Yeah. And Perry Mason, but at least he's a lawyer. He's used to it. He sees crime and, blah, blah, and whatnot, right? But they're actually strangely really good. I, I don't know why some of the episodes are just strangely really good. And but in the show, and Perry Mason, uh, I, I could analyze Perry Mason for days about the stupidity of that one show too, right? But I'm constantly saying that wouldn't happen in court, okay? So, but anyway, uh, but my thing is the thing on Perry Mason is that the cops hate Perry Mason and the DA hates Perry Mason because he's always proving them wrong you know yeah is there a similar relationship at cabot cove do the cops hate jessica because she's always showing them up no they actually everybody like really likes her there's like it's like there's like a couple of times usually what what, usually what happens is Mm -hmm. either police are on board right away like i watched one episode where this guy was like a sheriff and he just became sheriff and he's like Mm -hmm. any help you can give me i'd accept from Mm -hmm. an old woman who just shows up (laughs) asking questions (laughs) He's like, yeah, if you can, it's like, oh, God, a, dude, what I'm if it tra- would have been the killer? I'm a like, trained you- police officer who worked my way up the ranks to become the head of this department. But this old lady, yeah, if you can, yeah. if you can give me any tips. If you have any, if you have any evidence or if you could help me. Yeah. So, and, 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 and Angela's like, you might want to bag the evidence. And he's like, oh, my God, thank God you were here. It's like, oh, for the love of God. So, so it's either that. They're like right away, you know, on board with whatever she wants, right? Mm-hmm. Or they think she or one of her family members or friends did it because mm-hmm. she has like twenty seven thousand nieces and nephews. Uh-huh. So she'll she'll visit them, and then they'll um, somebody will die. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then usually it's, and most of the times it's like a shitty boss or a shitty person that's like, oh, well, you, you know, you were, you hated this person because they passed you up for a promotion. So you killed them. And it's like the nephew of, of Angela Lansbury. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, my nephew would never do that. So then she goes and she tries to figure out what actually happened. But then by like the middle of it, um, or the end of it, they're, mm-hmm. they're on board. The, sh- the police are already on board. Like usually like the first time you meet, sometimes when you first meet the police, they're like, they're against her, but then almost immediately they change their minds. Um, also <clears throat> one of the interesting things is that I would say for most of the time, for a good majority of the episode, it's purely set up. It's purely her showing up it's like they have they set the scene because it's all exposition mm-hmm. because like you rarely ever see unless it's like you know sheriffs from cabot cove or yeah her friends or whatever but you rarely ever see like the same characters as I- i've noted i don't know if it's that's the case because i kind of jump around episodes but so it's all exposition as to how they know mm-hmm. angela lansbury and why she's there and then and they also have to set up the atmosphere of the environment and why there's a murder that's going to happen. And then they have to, you know, uh, make it so that somebody dies and then they have to make implicate a couple of people. And then Angela Lansbury comes in and kind of solves it and figures it out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would say the actual, like, you know, investigation part, it's usually like a 15, 50 minute episode. The actual investigation part is like maybe 15 minutes. So, so I have a couple of things yeah. to say. One, there's a really funny – so there's a, there's a very famous uh, pilot episode of a show that never got picked up, okay? It was by Conan O'Brien and uh, – who's the guy that created um, Triumph? Whatever that guy's name is. When they were very young, they created a pilot called Look Well, okay? And you can find it on – you can actually find the pilot on YouTube. There's a, there's a channel that just has failed pilots. Oh, okay. And you can find look when I I just saw it like a week, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it, it was so famous. It was like it was this famous like oh my god, it's such a brilliant comedy that was ahead of its time, and the stupid network didn't pick it up. Here's the deal. Here's what I'll say. It's very funny. Okay, it's very funny. But I still understand. Why, I still I still do under. No, wait, 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 rephrase. But. I understand why the network didn't pick it up because it's funny. Cause you're like, okay, it's funny for one episode. Can this go for years and years and years? No. Yeah. But the premise of look well is, uh, Adam West from Batman plays a guy who played, <laughs> played a cop on TV. And somewhere along the line, when he played a cop on TV, he had gotten one of those honorary badges. Okay. And so now that the show's off the air, he thinks he's a real cop and he uses that badge to like try and solve crimes. But he's just like a dumb actor who's really bad at it, you know? And I don't know why that made me think of this when you were telling the story about Look Well. So I, yeah. I, I, I encourage anyone look to find Look Well on YouTube and find it. It's only half an hour long. And you, you, it's funny. You'll, you'll genuinely laugh. But you'll see like, eh, it's funny for this episode. Maybe you could have done two or three more. You know what's kind of – have you ever seen uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Yes. I love that. But I feel like the first two or three episodes are the strongest – and then the last, the yeah. art, eh, we've gotten the joke, you know? Well, I lo- also love the fact that the guy who plays the producer, mm-hmm. um, I forgot his name, but he had a talk show where he just, where based, where is a spinoff of his character. So I just love the idea that they took a canceled talk show, like a canceled character's persona and just turned it into a talk show. 
So yes. I thought that was funny. Then the other but, thing was, yeah. really, quick, really quickly, did you ever hear about this? Uh, in fact, in, in Hollywood, it's known as like, I think called like pulling a Lansbury or Lansburying it. But like during the last couple of seasons, maybe more than two seasons, but the last couple of seasons at least of Murder, She Wrote, Angela Lansbury was over it. She didn't want to do it anymore, right? So she, but they persuaded her to do it for money, for more money. But she put this clause in her contract where basically she just went in <laughs> Like, you know, a couple of weeks out of the year. And yeah. she would just do her part of the show by herself, right? Yeah. And they would film her in close-ups. And then that was it. And then they would film around it as if people were talking to her. But actually, she's not in the same room as anybody. Yeah. I think that's the later episodes that yes. I'm currently watching. Because a lot of it is like exposition exposition oh hi angela hi jessica fletcher exposition exposition murder then she comes in and she starts interviewing some people and then you know and then she solves the case so it's just very like you know set oh up. i see what you're saying so the other characters are doing most of the most of the, most of the harry i can't oh talk yeah doing it's most of the heavy of lifting and yeah oh i see so she probably just film a few scenes the bare minimum and then then just be done. Yeah, because she she was just done with it. She just did not want to do Murder, She Wrote anymore. I love... Uh, we've I done, just we've love done nothing cons- about being fat, by the way. Go ahead. I just love consultant-based uh, <laughs> cop shows. I think that's my favorite. Any cop show where it's a consultant <laughs> is brought in. Because it just makes the police look so dumb. Which I feel like in general is like kind of what they you know because like regular cop shows like law and order svu just recently had like a whole episode where they talk about what's right and what's Mm -hmm. wrong it's just like so dramatic Mm -hmm. you know because they feel like they have to represent the whole police force yeah but then like monk will just come in and he'll just be like uh you know like Mm -hmm. he just says one thing and the cops are like they always are just tired and exhausted they don't want to take his advice Mm -hmm. just uh i love it I love I love consultant based, but I will say that <clears throat> excuse me, that's a big thing that I've noticed is that like I love the ritual of watching a cop like watching a crime show, figuring it out while I'm eating. So it's been like when yeah. I listen to Angela Lansbury, it's almost like a Pavlovian response, yeah, where yeah. I'm just like I gotta eat something right now, <laughs> and and because murder she ate. Yeah, murder she ate. <laughs> now, uh, that, that, that's a very good segue, Laura. You're amazing. So let's talk about our last week here. How would you rate your eating habits this week? A scale of one to ten. Um, I would say six. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I did pretty well mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say six. And what about your exercise? Uh. I would say a three because I exercise. I did more like I volunteered to do more like stuff, walking and doing more stuff at work mm-hmm. where I would have to move around more, but mm-hmm. I didn't actually go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily count that as like exercise. So let's um, talk about your goals for the week. Uh, one of the goals was you wanted to figure out calories for each meal and find foods that match that. I did not do that. Did you go to the gym? No. In what ways did you <laughs> In what ways did you succeed? Um by telling myself that I did. That's oh. how I succeeded. <laughs> and now, in what in what ways did you fail? 
By not doing any of the things I said I would do. <laughs> oh my god. Here's the deal, Lori, is right now I'm just so despondent about us, right? But I know but here's the deal. Here's what I'm telling myself. I'm telling myself that well, there's a couple of things that I will say. The positive is that people who listen to our show, like Daniel Riley and Josh Hedgepath, have been leaving these amazing comments uh on the Patreon feed about how <laughs> The show is really inspired. Daniel's lost a bunch of weight. Josh, in spite of us, I don't know how. Or yeah, why. somehow that you know what you know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. They're like, wow, I thought I had it bad. These fucking losers. One, they've inspired me to. I don't want to be like them. Okay, yeah. I don't want to get to where they are. So I'm going to yeah. start going to the gym and working out. And anyway, but they they Daniel's lost some weight, and Josh Hedgepath has has been losing weight and found it inspirational. Other people say that they listen to our show while they're at the gym. And uh, it really yes. helps them. It gives them that extra, you Does know. Give them like a rage. That yeah, it they... gives them that second win. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I know at some point we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this, and at some point we're gonna actually really get on it, and we're gonna be. This is gonna be such the build up. It's gonna be so instructive to people who want to lose weight. Like, oh, you know what? I've failed too many times. I've even failed to start. We failed to start. But here's what I'll say because I was actually thinking about this. I'm actually looking at my goals right now. It says here. One of my goals is not eat out more than twice in a week. Lori, I'm going to tell you, I've eaten out twice today. Okay? So that's a problem. Um, hey, Joe, sorry. i got to run to the front door real fast. Sorry. Well, let's be honest. There. You're not going to run. Well, yeah. i got to breathless, breathlessly walk. <laughs> okay. Hey everyone, how's it going? Do 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 they have all these little like um sounds we can play? Let's see what this is. Yeah. This is called an intro slash outro. You're listening to Fat Camp here with Joe Batanz and Lori Roggenkamp, a special episode where we use the, the basic intro-outro here from Zencaster. First up is my guest, Lori Roggenkamp. Hi, Lori. Okay, there's that. Oh, and it fades up for you. I like that. Here we go. Here's Dramatic Piano. Oh, this would be good when Evan starts telling a sad story. Hmm, Okay. And they can just hit this fades out. Oh, that does a good job. Let's see what drums do. Hmm. Meh. Let's see what other ones they have. Oh, then I can add to my own. Those are the four that come with it. I like dramatic piano. It's a good one. I might use that one. <gasps> no, God. Where did dramatic piano go? I accidentally eliminated it. Oh my God, it's horrible. Oh. All right, I'm hey. back. All right, hold on. Let me put a footnote here. I will say what I like is that it, it lets you put a footnote. All right, here we go. Oh, hold that's on. nice. Yeah, here. I'm going to try it again here. Here we go. Okay, so um, I ate up more than – I ate up twice this week. Okay, so 
here's the deal, Lori. Is I forget my I forget my okay. Well, let me answer, let me answer these questions. Maybe I'll get my train of thought back. Um, how would you rate your eating habits this week? Horrible, probably worse than it's ever been since we started Fat Camp, and I'll tell you why. Uh, people who don't live in Southern California, it's just been raining almost nonstop. The weather's been shitty nonstop all week. And that just makes me not want to leave the house, stay indoors. Here's the deal, though. Haven't gone to the supermarket, so I'm either like, well, I have no food from the supermarket. So instead of going to the supermarket, here's what I do. I tell myself, you know, all the financial advisors tell you you should never go to the supermarket when you're full. I mean, when you're when you're hungry. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I go, oh, I know well, what you're saying. Uh, what? I know what you're going to say. So I go, well, I better eat. Yeah. Right? So then I go get fast food. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do right now because I got all these coupons from Del Taco. So I'm like, well, I have to use these coupons. They sent them to me. So I'm going to throw them away right now. Throw them away. And I will not be digging them out of the trash later. <laughs> and uh, because that's there, I'm like, well, I have to say, I have to use these coupons and I, I can't go to the supermarket hungry. So I am going to go to the supermarket and I have to buy correct food, but it, it, my, my, my eating habits have been terrible to the point where I'm like, this is really, really bad. This is really bad. Okay. The other goal that I had was to go to the gym, gone to the gym zero times. Did you drive to the gym? Nope. Didn't even drive to the gym. Forgot about that part. I got to write these down. See, the problem is I put them in this document and then I put the document away. I never see it again. Yeah. You know? So I didn't do my eating habits. This, today, this is, we're in week five, and it was worse than it's ever been. It's not getting. It's not like oh well. I eat. no. It's the worst week that it's. Cause we, you know how I usually have that one meal a week with my brother when it's healthy. Yeah, we had to cancel because his kids were sick. So uh, there wasn't even that one meal. So that's a, that's who's to blame? It's children. <laughs> yes, but Lori, I am telling you, you I am really committed to this. And by the way, it looks like it. it <laughs> FYI, uh, I went to like the Fat People store the other day. Yeah, Lane Bryant. Close. It's the it's the the guy's version. Casual oh. male, right? Okay. They have the ugliest fucking clothes at this casual male. Oh I, yeah, I, fat I, people always get the ugliest clothes. I have I have a, a, I had a gift card. Someone gave me a gift card to the Fat Guy store, right? Was it your mortal enemy? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to use it, right? Uh huh. And so I went there, and I it, thank God. And here's the thing: people should know, fat people have to pay so much more for clothing. Like it was, Lori. I got jeans and a t-shirt. Jeans and a t-shirt, and just a plain. By the way, just to find a difficult t. I mean, a simple t-shirt was difficult because every t-shirt was like, "Don't talk to me. I'm grumpy." You know, or like, yeah, I oh, love yeah. comedy. They have all these like huge graphics on them that talk about what a pig you are or like how, how grumpy you are. It's like the most fat phobia thing. If you want to see fat phobia, go to a fat guy store and buy t-shirts because oh, yeah. they're the most fat phobic shit you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, I love to eat and all the shirts. And they're like, what? These are the shirts you're giving us? And then it, those shirts were like $45, $50. I would never buy one. So like, do you want to guess how much it cost me to buy one pair of jeans and a t-shirt? $120. $93. Oh, jeez. And I had a coupon. Yeah. So maybe it would have been $120. I also had a coupon that someone gave me. <laughs> yeah, I, I shop at a store now called Women Within. <laughs> um, uh-huh. 
Which I guess is like a, a subtle way of saying you're so fat that we have to search for the woman within. With it like with a uh, W I D T H? Yeah, W I T H within. <laughs> no, no, W D. No, it's not with. Oh, that would be better. That would be <laughs> better. Be so great if it was. Um, <laughs> that's probably what they wanted to call it, but yeah. they couldn't. But no, I, I, I will. I just, I, I get so frustrated. Especially with women's outfits, I usually end up buying guys' clothes because clothes like for men, because <clears throat> women's outfits are so. First off, whoever mm-hmm. designs women outfits for uh, plus size women are designing them for plus size women who are approximately five two, <laughs> because they they are all just boxes. It's mm-hmm. just like the shirts are bought. So I always end up wearing a belly tee mm-hmm. because it just never fits me because I'm too tall, mm-hmm. and then. Another thing that that frustrates me is that there's always something on the outfit that like reminds you that you're fat. Yeah. Or that yes. you it's like it's like a nice it'll be like a nice blouse in the front but in the back a giant bow. Like it's just like why? <laughs> or this new thing where uh, or uh, there's just been this push a couple for a couple of years trying to convince fat women that they can wear sleeveless tops. Mm. And so now everything is, is summer's coming around and I'm just like I I'm going to start stockpiling clothes cuz I'm like I'm not wearing a freaking sleeveless top like no f- skinny a lot skinny people can't wear sleeveless most of the time. Mm-hmm. Why would I think that why are you trying to convince me to wear sleeveless? So yeah, yeah it's, it's just thing, super like, frustrating. For some reason uh people who design clothes for fat people think that all guys want to wear cargo pants or cargo shorts for some reason i think fat guys always need have a need for multiple pockets maybe like they're like well they need to put their donuts and candy bars somewhere yeah that must be the logic because you cannot buy a pair of shorts of the fat man that are non-cargo shorts Oh, and then every every single fat woman shirt is like easy access. Mm-hmm. It's like they all think that like a fat woman's just waiting to get railed by yeah. you know like some dude, and it's just like yeah, we just want to make it easier for you to mm-hmm. you know ha- have all of the sex that you're gonna have, and it's just yeah. like can I just get an outfit for work? Like can I just not you know? It's just I literally saw like a shirt a uh, shirt pant situation that had slut written on it and the sl was slu was on the shirt and the mm-hmm. t was on the crotch of the pants and i was like oh my god that's gonna look like a y if i wear it <laughs> it's gonna look like, what what is slew <laughs> slot slewy and then everyone's like gathered around trying to figure out like no maybe it's sly like best buy you think we have yeah. buy I'm like yeah. no i think it's slewy yeah it's just like, Slewy, is that a Slewy. brand name? Yeah. Is that a brand name? Slewy? Yeah. Any, any, I just, go ahead. I get so frustrated. I would say that probably is one of the things that I, I enjoyed the most about being skinnier mm-hmm. was clothes shopping was so much easier. I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much, how much joy it brought me to just walk into an old Navy and pick out a shirt and t-shirt and jeans mm-hmm. and just leave and not have to be like, Oh, I wonder if it fits or, you know, well, that was always the great thing at old Navy was it was the opposite of old Navy because old Navy, they didn't have people who were, you know, size six XL or something. So you could go to the clearance and usually the clearance is either super tiny or super big. And so you get it for cheaper. It's actually at the time cheaper for me to buy clothes at old Navy because uh, people didn't wear those larger sizes. I don't haven't gone there in a while. But, um, 
But yeah, yeah. At, at casual, it's it's really good. so now you know. Me, so let me finish my sentence. So at casual male Excel, it's the opposite. It's horrible. It's, the clothes are ugly and it's awful. But to move on to actually, because I want to, if someone's listening, maybe there's skinny people who are listening, saying, "Well, if it's so awful being fat, why don't you just stop being fat?" What would you say to them, Lori? Um, I would say, yeah, obviously <laughs> that would be that would be the solution. Yeah. Um, it's just that like. In order to not be fat for us, because we have such a, it's, it's, the difference is, is that when you say that to somebody who's like 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight, Mm -hmm. that's different than saying that to somebody who's 80, 100 pounds Mm -hmm. overweight. Yeah. Because it's a whole lifestyle change. Like you have to change everything about yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I was, uh, my therapist said, like, you don't do something if it doesn't benefit you mm-hmm. in some way. So it's like, you know, we've built these, we've built these things in our, we've built these ways to cope with things mm-hmm. that are food related. And so it's like, for me personally, it's like, if I want to lose weight, I have to literally change how I process the world, you know? Mm hmm. And it's tough. It's tough to do. It's tough not to just fall back on that. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's exhausting and it can, it can be like you have, it's one of those things where you have to be present 24 mm-hmm. seven and you have to acknowledge things 24 seven. And it's just, you know, at some point, you know, some throughout the day, sometimes I just want to be like, I just want to, I want to be numb and I just mm-hmm. want to have like a burrito and I want to watch mur- listen to murder she wrote in my car. Yeah. No, no, I I get what you're saying. So so let's so let's move on then. So what are your goals then for the coming week? Every week even if we fail, we have to pick ourselves up and try and we have so I'm actually going to have my fitness pill right now. I actually picked up my my phone and I'm going to add you cuz that was one of my goals. So maybe I can get one of my goals in yeah. was to add you to my fitness pill. So I'm going to do that right now we're on the I, show. But what are what are your goals for next week? I will say with that, one of the things that oh, always hinders me is that I think big picture instead of small, which Mm -hmm. is what, you know, your, your friend said that one time is Mm -hmm. that you need to have like a realistic small goal. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things that I've been relying too much on Mm -hmm. is, is ordering food to deliver. And I'm not even talking about just like delivery Mm -hmm. out. I'm talking about like prime Instacart. Like Mm -hmm. I just rely too much on that. Mm -hmm. So my goal for this week is to go to a grocery store and go shopping okay and just to get healthy foods and go in and do Mm. that so um okay so okay so wait say that say that that again so i could put it in a bullet point here on on, on the i have a document so go to a grocery store and get groceries okay go to a grocery store and get groceries you know what i like that you you've shrunk you've made a much more reasonable Healthy groceries. Okay, so then I'm I'm going to do the same thing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to. I feel like we keep shrinking the goals. I feel like episode one was like we're going to lose eighty pounds. Now we're like, I know. I love how we're like. (laughs) I literally, I was just thinking that. I was thinking my thing was like. I think I was going to be like. I was going to eat, you know, chicken and broccoli every day, and I was going to go to the gym three times a day. And now I'm just like, if I go to the grocery store. <laughs> I'll feel like I've done a lot. Okay, I'm gonna make a menu for the week, and I'm also gonna go to a grocery store, and I'm gonna go to the gym, and I'm gonna yeah. add you to my fitness pill because I found out what the problem was. I think I tried to do it, but I don't remember the password. It won't let me in to my fitness pill. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, that's God telling you you're not gonna succeed. <laughs> 
So I guess so. Okay. So we have our goals for the week. Now, let me, the next question on the list is: How do you plan to accomplish these goals? Uh, I would say by planning it out. You know, mm-hmm. writing a list of mm-hmm. of things that I want from the mm-hmm. store. Picking a time. I think Monday, I have Monday off, mm-hmm. so maybe Monday go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of have like an in and out because I feel like one of the things that I hate about the grocery store is that like. I feel like I spend way too much time there. Mm-hmm. So I want to just have like a end game in mind. Just I'm going in here. I'm doing this for this amount of time and I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So that's it. All right. So and then finally, um, what are pitfalls that on the horizon that will prevent you from reaching these goals? I'm going to add an, I'm going to add a new question to the list. But go ahead. What are pitfalls on the horizon that will prevent you from reaching these goals? Just procrastination, okay. constantly putting it off. And my next question is, how can I, Joe Batant, be of help to you? Oh, I'd say maybe send me a reminder. Oh, okay. Be like, hey, did you, how'd you go to the gro- did you go to the grocery store? You fat pig. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you this question: Are you on my fitness pal under your um your Gmail account? I should be. Okay. Uh, I'm adding you right now. I just went in on the on the web. Okay. Uh. Oh, stupid. Okay. Did it done? Okay. Um. And so I've already. So wait, I've accomplished one of my goals from last week. I invited you. I added you to my fitness pal. So done. Success. Good I don't have to do anything else this week. You did it. Yay. Okay. So, well, I think that actually concludes this episode. So, uh, do you have anything to say? Any, any last words about Jessica Fletcher or anything to say about our goals? I, I, Laurie, and I'm being honest, like, I was thinking about this today. Like, I know we're going to do it. I really do believe in us, but I, I wanted, I really wanted to be now. Like, I just saw this article the other day and I really have not had diet soda today actually even though I've gone to the to the get fast food I haven't had diet soda cuz you see that article that uh, these studies have shown that uh more than one diet uh soft drink a day ha- has lead, led leads to mu- the great increase for heart attack or stroke among people oh no i didn't see that <laughs> i'm surprised my mom hasn't emailed that to me with an all points bulletin <laughs> Well, maybe you can email it to her. Okay. Yeah. Well, that concludes another edition of Fat Camp. Join us next week as Lori and I continue to check in and help each other accomplish our goals. But until then, do you remember what it is, Lori? Oh, outro- uh, wait, wait, get off me. Oh, that's, okay. I, I like that one better. All right. Wait, wait, get off me. Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at L-R-O-G-G and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp. That's L-A-U-R-I R-O-G-G-E-N K-A-M-P Follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. Fat Camp is an Afterthought Media production.